0: Fast, efficient, and affordable business grade hosting solutions, domain registration, SSL certificates, and more. We also monitor and provide website security and update services, website builds, email hosting, amongst other sensational products. If you have a question about your web page or your presence on the internet in general, no job is too big or too small. Visit our website today, or better yet, contact us at blueoceanwebhosting.com.au and leave your website issues to us. Big ones. Little ones. Fiddly ones. Powerful ones. The ones for the car or the truck. Caravan. Boat. Mobility scooter. Solar system. In fact, for any kind of battery, go straight to Battery Central Ipswich. They'll even help you when you know what you need to power, but have no idea what'll do the job. Battery Central Ipswich. 280 Brisbane Street, West Ipswich, in the yellow building. Expert advice. Better batteries. Best prices. Every day. That's Battery Central Ipswich we Welcome to episode 775 of the Aussie Tech Heads. I'm Jason Oakley and this is Will Tomkinson. Hey, Will.
1: Hey, mate. It's been a while.
0: We were going to do a show last week. Bloody Ubuntu screwed up. Ah. Took me two hours to find out they had a change in the kernel that wouldn't let the virtual camera for OBS run until I patched it with a small script. But it took two hours to find that that was a problem and it's apparently it's been known for a little while, but they haven't patched
1: it yet. So. It's the only problem on an Intel system, apparently. Didn't <sighs> affect okay. AMD systems.
0: No, because you're doing the same thing. You're like, look, it's got virtual camera. I'm like, no, it doesn't. Yes, it's right there. I, I, look, he's my, he's a screenshot. There's no virtual camera. I reinstalled it. I reinstalled OBS five different ways.
1: That's what I mean. It was, there's, that, there's an Intel-only issue. Um, s- actually, several of the last problems you've been having, I, I think... So are, yours, actually, actually, your Intel.
0: kernel is a couple of versions behind mine as well. <laughs> so you might have come across it. That's a true, one. too.
1: Which is strange, because they... You
0: update the same as I do?
1: Well, it updates on the same pattern, but the AMD kernel is generally considered to be more efficient than the Intel one, yet it's an older version. <laughs> so, um, I guess having an older version in some regards eliminates problems like that
0: yeah so, but it's, it's not like something that you would why does it affect OBS virtual camera nothing else yeah. and because they're yeah, using I'm that Googling.
1: they're probably using that one line of redundant code that's been there for 14 years and it's never got around to removing and they finally removed that one line of code that's no, <laughs> Yeah, much like Windows. Yes, what do you mean yeah. you want the most recent drivers? No, no, you want these drivers from 1994. They'll work better.
0: Yeah, so they overwrite with the Microsoft <laughs> one instead of the AMD one. Yeah. Just what you don't want.
1: Yeah,
0: Besides that, no. how have you been? How the...
1: Um. Shit house, honestly. It's but, you know. The weather yet. <laughs> We've had, the last two days have been 26, 28, something like that. Yeah.
0: We've had, like, lows of 10, I think, and highs of about 16 at the
1: most. We've had, so it really, when it gets to you, like, we had, last week, we had a low of, like, 2 and 3 and 4, and then the days were, like, 22, 23, 24. Like, yeah, it's... The swings are getting, everyone's getting sick just because of the, the mass. It's like walking in and out of fridge all the time, you know? Yeah. Um, and then the last couple of days have been super foggy. So as soon as you know it's foggy, it's going to be hot.
0: Yeah. Uh, so it's, all, um, it's
1: uh, humid. Mm. So yeah. <clears throat> it's not the but, heat, it's um, the
0: humidity.
1: It really is. Like it, it was 20, whatever well, it was, 26 or something. But it was, I think it was 92 or 94% humidity. Definitely. Which is that—that's—that's—that's that's, that's what does it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but I, um
0: I had been working on um a rogue like for the VZ for, like six months ago or something, and like went for a went hardcore at it for a while, and then I was like, I "Wonder if anybody even plays would play rogue on a VZ? Maybe I should try something else." So I had a several weeks of indecisive ability, is that a word? Indecisiveness. Yeah. And decided to go and make Defender. So I've got it all scrolling super fast mm-hmm. down the bottom, little radar up the top scrolls along and the spaceship goes this way and that way and has exhaust and stuff. And um one of the guys on the Facebook group there's a guy, Ben Venn, who's known he's I think he's from New South Wales. He's known All over the world is making these great cartridge things for Game Boys and all different handheld machines and old machines and VZ and i got a cartridge there from him a year or so ago that lets you put a SD card in it and you can put your VZ games on there and then plug it into a real VZ and it loads up and also gives 128k of RAM which you're never going to use on a VZ because nobody does bank switching for anything, and quickly loads your games in and stuff. And um, just recently, he was saying, well, I did a run of those a couple of years ago. Does anybody want to, who didn't buy it then or would like a newer version? They're like, oh, yeah, that sounds cool. What else are you going to do? He's like, well, maybe I'll do it, make it so that you can plug in um nes style joypad and it'll remap it to vz ty- style code so that you could play vz games using because there's joysticks are getting harder and harder to find of course when one does appear for a billion dollars R at sign re rare super rare vz joy there was a box vz200 box with the foam insert no electronics, no computer, no nothing, just the box, $40 on eBay, rare, <laughs> everyone. So he's like, well, maybe you could use Nintendo Joypad things from NES and plug it in, and they're pretty standard now, and he'll just poll it and then send out the codes to the actual VZ so it'll think there's real joysticks plugged in. So he's on that. So <coughs> he said, I'll just do a quick run of, you know, 40 of them or some, 40 or 50 of them. And they sold out in two or three days. And then there's people uh-huh. going, but 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 I didn't check Facebook in those two days. I was away. I missed out. He's like, oh, well, I'll just do another run of 20. Anybody else wants one, get in now. Don't just say on Facebook, I would like one, please, because that's not buying one from me. I need yeah. to know in the shop that I can get your money before I'm going to order this because he has to get all the specs and then send it off to places to make the cartridge case and then make the motherboard the PCB and then put the chips and everything in. So he has to have the money first. So he's gone and done that. So hopefully he will be able to do that. And then I'll be able to um, <coughs> test out, um, defender on the VZ once we get going, but it works really well in the emulator. And, um, then this guy goes, Oh, so once this, um, Ben Venn's new thing comes out. We've got Jason's already promised uh, Rogue-like. That's <laughs> obviously it's rumoured to take up 128k of RAM, and <laughs> I was like, well, I I. I stopped making the because I didn't think there would be much use. And I thought it was going to be a lot of trouble to program if not many people are going to play it. Then a couple of guys are like, oh, my God, I love Rogue. I would love it so much to be able to play it on the VZ. Please don't stop. Like, I was like, well, I already started on another game. Okay, <clears throat> you heard it here first, everyone. Jason's going to have two games coming out for the VZ. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hang on, hang on. <laughs> You might get one if you're really lucky and I stop being lazy, but I don't think you're going to get two this year. You might get a second one next year, but I've also been itching on and off for a while to maybe do one for... I'm trying to decide if I'm going to do it for Game Boy and Game Boy Color, which is easy to do, just one program that'll run on both, or just go for Game Boy Advance. But I don't know which one's more popular for people who would like to download and play a new Game Boy game. Uh, Obviously, probably Game
1: Boy Advance. Yeah, Advance was
0: more popular for for retro people. Now, what are they going to most likely be downloading?
1: (sighs) Probably Advance because it has a bigger back catalog,
0: and it runs all the games anyway. The Game
1: Boy Color really. Didn't have that much unique that the Game Boy didn't have. There was a few things, but they are the effectively the same. But the Game Boy Advance, yeah, it had a lot, lot more stuff brought out on it, and it's a much more powerful machine and can yeah. do a lot more. Anyway,
0: billions of colors and real digital sound and everything. But
1: I'm pretty sure there's a Game Boy emulator on it as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, The Advance will play all the Game Boy and Game Boy Color yeah.
1: stuff. So if if you you know. There's kind of no point having a Game Boy, a Game Boy Color and an Advance. I mean, you might have them, but realistically, you're only going to use the Advanced.
0: Yep. Well, the thing is, if I made it for Game Boy Color, it'd run on all three, so I don't know. That's true, true. If you want it to be sound and look really amazing, then, and easier to code, because I could do the whole thing in C, whereas on those um, Game Boy and Game Boy Color, you really want to do it in assembly if you can, if you... You can get it stuff to go in C, if you try, but really it's it's not made for that. It'll run a bit a bit slow on in C because it's yeah. not efficient. But the Game Boy Advance doesn't care because it's got powerhouse um, CPU yeah. in there and tons of jiggly bytes of RAMs and stuff. Well, megabytes maybe kilobytes. Yeah, to like megabytes.
1: What was the the Game Boy CPU was like? Um, the original
0: Game Boy one was like a Z80, like the VZ, Z80, at yeah. 4 four, kilohertz, uh, four megahertz, yeah. and, um, but it was effectively 1 megahertz because uh, um, all of the yeah. commands would take four cycles. There's a chip,
1: a chip similar to the Intel 8080.
0: Yeah, sort of a cross between the Z80 and the 8080, but it had some mm. of the stuff missing from the Z80. <clears throat>
1: Yeah, it was kind of a weird... I I guess power efficiency was their biggest thing back then, trying to make it... As it was, it had eight bloody AA batteries in the thing. (laughs) That lasted like 45 minutes or something.
0: Yep. But that was great back in those days. You could Pokemon all day and night.
1: As long as you're near a PowerPoint.
0: (laughs) And had a a little plug-in light...
1: Yeah, one of the top second so the
0: <laughs> and then a magnifier so you could actually see the screen and all the accessories. External. Actually, if you
1: if you want to see a, a whole heap of accessories and all the different both genuine and aftermarket options, um, Ashens on YouTube. Um, he did a actual Game Boy accessory lineup, and it had all the different options, everything from oh, no. clip-on stuff to these big like external like a mech suit for the thing you'd put it in and you'd fold it up and close You're it up mad it, and... it. <laughs> <laughs> mad. it held like it held like six or eight um c-cell batteries or d-cell batteries and <laughs> yeah the it was Steelers insane because <laughs> yeah you had the light and the <laughs> powered speakers and you had the stereo mono speakers and <laughs> That was the weirdest part. It had a mono speaker on the front, but it had full stereo sound on all the games, but you only heard if you put earphones in. Yeah. That was just bizarre. That was like, you could have freed up more memory in the cartridge by having mono sound and, you know.
0: Yeah. <coughs> That's
1: tough. It was weird. But uh, speaking of games, um I was not quite as exciting. I bought a thing, not a not, made a thing, but I... Um, ram, 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 ram. No, no, I... Um, Bought well, the company I can't pronounce the company name because it's Polish, but they call them uh ltech um, and their dance pads. Uh, so, and uh-huh. if everyone, anyone, oh yeah, wow, words are hard tonight. If anybody's ever been to an arcade and seen like Dance Dance Revolution and they got the dance mats, you know, they basically do a um, a version of that for home.
0: Didn't you used to kill that because uh, you worked in the arcade, did dance dance? Yeah,
1: I used to all time. a best way to get fit, which is why I've bought this again because I need to, I've gone on my uh, I've adjusted my, my dietary intake, so I've got that under control, but I still need to exercise and I have trouble with exercising because I find it boring, but I used to love doing this so much that yep. um, because of that, I think I'll have no trouble at all. I can spend hours literally doing this.
0: PC or?
1: So there's a few options. It comes with Stepmania, which is the open source variant of Dance Dance and so you can this can be as simple as plugging into your PC. You can make it. It's very low system specs. So like it'll run on a. It'll run on a. Um, like an old Asus PC or something like it, it has a very yeah. low system process. Um, the Dance Dance Revolution cabinets actually ran on PlayStation Twos. Wow.
0: What? <laughs> yeah,
1: they, they had PlayStation Twos in the cabinet and they had a seat at the Konami. 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 That's
0: nuts. Um, CDs,
1: yeah, went into the PlayStation and they played them, and then every when they bought at third gen, fourth gen, they just changed the CDs. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but if you're
0: jumping all the time, does it make the CD jump and skip?
1: No, well that's why the cabinet and I. It was it took me a while to figure it out, but the dance mats were always isolated; they were always separated from the cabinet. Oh, they only I'm had thinking. the cable, the cable chain going to it, and I could never figure out why. But after a while, I figured out that's why they had separate. Um, they had a separate pad I from the cabinet you
0: just go jogging with your sony portable cd player and They
1: had a 10 second buffer but that didn't help when you bounce around for 12 seconds no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so i got one of those it's yeah basically usb port plugs into usb um i will probably set up a, a ddr rig just because i like the idea of having it there so set up permanently where you haven't got a Set, so set next up, week's you know, show, you're um, going
0: to be jumping on the spot while you're reading out the news.
1: <laughs> no, it'll, unfortunately, the biggest coming from Poland, it's going to take um, I think they said like six weeks or something to get here. So, yeah. but it's all part of um, it's kind of it's all part of related to you know um, obviously you know physical fitness is one thing, but then you got the mental health side of it, which nobody mentions and. That's been taking a toll lately with everything that's been going on at work and the stress and drama and insurance and all that crap as well. So not only have I physically not been feeling well, but I haven't mentally been with it very well either. So um, this, yeah, this is a, this is a, a path back to getting both of them aligned again. I don't, but neither of them need to be perfect.
0: You just want to change I think.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, that's part of it. We can do it together because I got him, well, he's got one of those $10 foam mats. Which is fine for him, but for me, they last about 12 seconds and they <laughs> go, nah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I kind of want to get, you know, rebalanced again mentally and um, stop with the uh, the anxiety and all the, you know, all the fun stuff that goes with that and the stress and the, the just constantly feeling sick just from stress. Yeah, the novelty wears the off thing, after a while.
0: <laughs> working on the same thing for the same reason.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, uh, it, it, it's you know not cool for you know blokes to talk about, it, but that's part of the problem. There's some reason it has this stigma attached to it that is causing more problems than the solving. Um, it's solving, and something that does need to be spoken about. Um, and in all honesty, it's something I'm thinking about doing a podcast about. Yep. Um, so I'm trying to figure out if it'd be feasible, but if I get enough interest, I might look at doing it and uh, treating it from a just a layman's point of view rather than, you know, medic- you have all the medical advice in the world, but it doesn't help you in the real world because 90% of it doesn't translate to to day-to-day life. Um,
0: Email wheel at Aussie TechHeads if you're interested.
1: Yeah, yeah, get a hold of me or you can catch me on numerous platforms on Facebook, whatever. But, uh, so yeah, so it's all kind of, a- hey?
0: Pop in the shop, buy a battery, have a chat. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, that'll help my mental health, I tell
0: you. <laughs> Buy fifty batteries that'll really help
1: you yeah, absolutely absolutely and uh yeah, so it's all it's all uh all part of the 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 whole new sort of thing I'm trying to trying to embrace that so but that's all yeah, so that's long story short, so that's why I bought this try and kill terms stone one is obviously spend more time with cam because i i working six days a week you just unfortunately they grow up so fast you don't get to spend as much time. But I figure at least this way I can be exercising and be productively being a father at the same time. So
0: That's exactly why I got into Minecraft in the first place. So Sienna and I would have something to play together, even if we were just connected through Discord or whatever we had back in those days, Mumble or TeamSpeak or whatever. And wow. we could yeah. chat and we could play games and she could come up with games inside the game and adventures yep. and stuff we go on and just have a yep. lot of fun together with your kid.
1: And and Cam does that, like he'll, while, you know, I'm, I'm at work on a Saturday, or whatever, he'll jump on to the Minecraft servers list and he'll look through it and he'll find something that's got mini games or he'll find something that's got something and when I get home, we'll jump on for a couple of hours and play this server that he's found and, you know, have some fun, so so yeah, it's, um, you, you know con- what I found today, Dad! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, that server uh, I've only played on that Six, seven years ago, yeah. <laughs> Is that
0: still around? I mean, yeah, that's a fantastic new server you it, found. It's yeah. so
1: funny when I log in to these servers that I haven't been on in, you know, eight, nine years or however long it's been, I log into them and I pop up and I'm still inside my house and I'm in a... <laughs> it's like... Welcome back real time. We? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, apparently I've been on this server at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but... Uh, but yeah, so that's that's uh, all part of the grand plan. So now it just has to happen. Sounds good.
0: <clears throat> well, after all that, should we do some news?
1: <laughs> I'm exhausted now. I'm going to go out of bed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Usually we get a good yeah, interview, right. but we got something uh, positive
1: this <laughs> time. Yeah, oh, don't worry, the rent, no, maybe. Let's see how the stories
0: Aussie Broadband says its fiber rollout to NBN points of interconnect is 90% complete. In a fourth quarter update, the company said it now has 105 Mm. NBN POIs connected, either to its own fiber in metropolitan locations or to 100 gigabit wavelengths provided by Telstra in regional areas. Most of the remaining POIs will be connected this quarter, he said, which will show up in far reduced backhaul charges, when the company reports its full year results at the end of August. The company is also continuing to expand the number of buildings it has fibre in, which Managing Director Philip Britt said will present growth opportunities for the company's business segment. Aussie Broadband reported fourth quarter growth across all its broadband's business segments, with total broadband services up 7% in the quarter to nearly 585,000 and 46% growth year on year. Residential services grew by 28% to 465000 business grew 68% to 59500 including Aussie Broadband's recent acquisition of Over the Wire, and wholesale services were up 16% in the quarter to nearly 60000 The combination of subscriber growth and cost savings mean Aussie Broadband expects to report a full year the. Earnings Before Interest, Taxation, Depreciation and Amortization of $39 which Brit says is the high end of previous guidance. Brit said the subscriber growth is particularly satisfying given the residential broadband is ultimately a churn market these days. Near or at-cost offers are definitely running hot and will continue to run hot into the first quarter. You get your offer hoppers that move around these different deals, he added, noting that Aussie broadband is questioning whether it wants to take part in that kind of competition in the future. Rhett also offered a surprising insight into the update. Australia's housing affordability crisis is starting to impact the broadband business. Well, if you can't afford to buy a well, house, then...
1: <laughs> well, and it's not only that. A lot of the... They're cramming in huge amounts of housing into tiny areas, and there's just... There's no broadband there.
0: Yeah, and then you have to get permission to have it installed as well. Well, that's... It's turning on if the it's... phone line in a lot of cases, isn't it? You have to have a whole installation.
1: Well, especially if it's body corporate, yeah. but a lot of the a lot of the estates that are going in, um, they're just they're just not. They're putting them that fast. They're not provisioning in time. Like they might technically have, copper to fiber to the node or fiber to the premises or whatever, but they don't actually have it. It's not available, even though it's the the systems in place for it. Because yeah. um, what people. Somehow forget is that it's all fine and dandy for you to put, you know, you roll out street by street by street. You're adding twenty, thirty, forty people at a time. It's not a big deal, and the state can go up in three months. So it's got ten, fifteen, twenty thousand people in it. the 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 back end of that infrastructure just can't handle that influx. Like the local exchange physically can't be upgraded fast enough to handle that amount of that amount like of people. Well, yeah, and so, well, we're, they're running into that problem here now. But so the, they thought, oh, we'll solve that problem. We'll put up a new tower, and we'll, we'll let everybody have four G, and they can use four G for the, the NBN, which is the fine. Except the new tower still trunks into the exchange that's yep. so already okay. overcrowded and not working and not allowing anybody to have internet anyway.
0: And you said it's it's um, it's not fibre from the exchange. Back into
1: the main one. And here's the dumb part. The new tower they put up, that they just spent ridiculous amounts of money putting up three times because it got struck by lightning before it got put up the last twice. Um, <laughs> it completely fried all the... They, they yeah, literally, haven't they got they, the
0: hint the, yet, have they? Look.
1: <laughs> the funny part is it's... it's what 10 metres maybe from the existing tower. All right. It's yeah. just got more transmitters and stuff on it. And So the first time they stood it up, it got hit by lightning before it had anything on it. The second time they put it back up and then they rigged it and they put all the transmitters and all the antennas it and it got hit by lightning again. And then the third time after they replaced all those because they got hit by lightning and they'd run all the lines to it and they'd actually hooked up the exchange and just started broadcasting and got hit by lightning again. And it's 10 meters away from the one that's been there for like 30 years. So, they been hit. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they, they've tunneled all this back into the local exchange, which already can't cope with the internet traffic it has. Yep. So they've funneled another 10,000 lines or whatever it is through 4G back into it. And they wonder why people. You, you, you can kind of get. I mean, you can get 4G, but you can't do anything with it. Like you go to Walloon and you get full signal and four G, but you yeah, try and right. even you try and even check Gmail or something and it takes you half an hour just to load the page, you know. So problem
0: yeah, solved. But, Mixed technology, thank you. Oops.
1: Yeah. Well, Aussie, Aussie Broadman obviously is different. They they when they're talking about a lot of their setups, they're talking about there. They own the fiber. They've they've bought either dark fiber or they've laid fiber. Yep. Um that's predominantly Victorian and, and lower, I believe like southern end of New South Wales, but the, the the points still valid everywhere they roll out. They don't roll out and they don't they don't oversell their, their, their allocation. they always undersell it so that they do have overhead there for growth. You know, because if you've got a street with a hundred people in it, and let's say your share of that, you get 20 people. Well, okay, you've been allocated a hundred. You know, you've been allocated enough for that street, but you, you've only got twenty people there. You only sell your you twenty allocations, and you keep the other. Let's say they expect you to have fifty people, so you keep the other thirty allocations. You don't add them to another higher density area because if another ten or fifteen people move in or move out and change providers, then suddenly you don't have yeah. an allocation that street. It goes back to the old days where you when every house in the street was technically allocated two phone lines. Yep. <clears throat> so if you had 100 houses in the street, there was 200 lines laid. And even though most houses, well, initially a lot of them didn't even have one, but then moved on and a lot of them had one. And then some of the ones who had fax machines and, or alarm systems got the second line in. But ultimately, there was always spare lines. Mm. And then comes along the, the, the days of ISDN, where you needed at least two lines to have ISDN functioning properly. you. I think, I can't remember, I think you could run six lines or something, but you needed at least two um, plus one for your phone lines. So you needed three lines. So then suddenly every business in that street wants three lines instead of the two that they have already maxed out because they've already got two phone lines in there anyway. Yep. So now they're trying to mix ISDN and voice and they need three or four lines per premises, and they've only got two that they're already using anyway.
0: <laughs> That's somebody, exactly the same and problem. And all the houses come along with ADSL, and then they get stuck. Well, same to the same thing. Rim. They can't get past yeah. the rim because of that.
1: And it's, it's literally exactly the same problem, just thirty years later. Like nothing's changed. It's still it's still the same problem. The, the 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 demand outweighs supply every time, and it doesn't matter what um workarounds you put in place if you don't have enough physical infrastructure there it just it will okay. just stop working
0: yeah. <laughs> so those coverage maps that you always saw for technically yes yeah there is coverage there and you might get full signal if you're lucky doesn't mean that you can make a phone call but the coverage is there
1: yeah yeah exactly you, that, that, that's the thing like you they're not wrong because you you get bars on the phone. <clears throat> you can't necessarily do anything with it, but you get bars on the <laughs> phone, and that. But even that goes back. I remember back well, in bars don't
0: mean anything because remember when Apple started putting in realistic bars and AT and T sued them or told them off or whatever and said, "Yeah, uh, you got to you got to just always say there's five bars when even if there's only one, we don't want the truth." Yeah. So you had to reprogram the software.
1: I remember back in... must have been 98, 99. That was my... I had the Motorola Jazz and the Philips Savvy. So, it was sort of back in that era. (laughs) It was the Nokia Nokia 5110 era. And... um, I was... Where I was in my apartment at the time, it was kind of backed onto a factory and they had a big, like, four-story high brick wall. And... Every provider map I looked at at the time told me I had signal there. Yep. But the thing is, the tower, in Swan Hill there was only one tower and there was a shared tower and it was on the other side from where I was. Well, actually, there was two towers, one other in the town, but that was too far away. My closest tower was on the other side of that building because I was literally backed onto that building. I had, I had no signal. Yep. I, I would have to walk out the door and go down... Another two houses before I actually had signal because these, you just
0: all, these all yeah. of a sudden yeah
1: because you. you just physically couldn't get signal there because it wasn't possible with the the way the building was it didn't matter who what network they're all exactly the same um and then you know it was then we had obviously had the same problem with TV signals and everything like we had our our antenna was it looked like a big short it looked like a big um. Shortwave antenna. It was about like sixty or seventy meters high on a big steel frame, Jeez. and just to go up above this building to get signal, you know. But and the even things like, um, Ostel, um satellite back in the day. Um, the satellite dish was put. I think it was actually, I think it was on the property where the building was on the back side of the building that had an empty that had an empty area. I think there was about twenty satellite dishes there that were tied into all the houses around this building because there was no other you couldn't put them anywhere to get a signal out on top on the roof of the house. So they put they put them all in this flat area at the back yeah. and just ran coax cable up to all the houses to get the signal they needed. <laughs> wow. You know, and they, they had on they had like four LNBs on the dishes, so each dish did like four four outputs um but yeah it was just but yeah it was the case of yeah technically yes and all the providers would sell me a phone plan because i technically had signal there yeah. i just actually couldn't do anything with it yeah. and that was when we discovered uh the the um what did we used to make a wok a pringles can Uh, Yeah, a walk on a Pringles can used to be our repeater. (laughs) We actually figured out that we could angle it um, from the park across the other side of the road. We could mount it in the tree and we could angle a walk with the Pringles can as a center and beam it at the house. And it would actually put phone signal into the house. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, it was probably completely screwing up, you know, the local aviation network or something. But it was working perfectly, we had phone signal, that was the important part. <laughs> um, so, speaking of limits, Zoom apparently has limits now. Ah, we find so, for, for years, for what, the last three, four, what, five years? However long Zoom's yeah. been around, we've been using their free plan. Uh, well, through Aussie Tech Heads, obviously has a paid plan, but uh, personally we've been using their free plan. Um, and it's always been two people has always been basically effectively, I, know, I think it was limited to two hours or three hours or something, but a basically unlimited plan for two people. Well, as of July 15th, they've now made it that there is the free plan is a 40-minute plan, even if you've only got two people. You now have to buy a plan. Um, so that's a very Skype thing to do. Um, they started doing that. They started making it so that they'd nerf their free plans so that they wouldn't work. They'd shorten the time limit and had it standard def only instead of high def. Um, just so people would pay. Squeeze the dollars. Uh, now Zoom's doing it too, which is I get it for business and for three, four, five, ten people. Yeah, okay, fine. But when it's one on one, relatively speaking, the bandwidth that those people are using compared to the the corporates that are putting four, five hundred people on a call at the same time, it's so negligible. I,
0: Forty minutes should be enough for anybody.
1: Yeah.
0: What else are you gonna talk about?
1: I mean, if uh, I put a two-hour limit on it. That's fine. You don't need more than two hours. Like a two-hour limit's going to be <coughs> enough to you know. And if you after two hours, you can always rejoin. But for why forty minutes? At least make it an hour. Like make it a number that's oh, I called them at ten to five, so by ten to six we'll have to reconnect. Yeah. At forty minutes, you're like, I, I called them at seven thirty-five, and uh, what am I? What? When am I going to run out of time? You know. So yeah, i not not real happy about it and then just to top it off they don't whilst they do technically have a personal plan and a business plan they're basically exactly the same thing they're the same price and same costing for the low end plan anyway um and they treat the business application the personal application as a business application um so yep. Tell that's how a,
0: many members you've got on your, in your company
1: yeah, how oh, big's your staff? They wonder how big your staff is, all sorts of things. That's rude, isn't it? And um, <laughs> it reminds me very much of um, uh, oh, TeamViewer. Mm. They have a personal account, but they don't really because they know that nobody actually uses it for personal stuff. So their personal account, their, their paid personal account, still ask you for your ABN and how many employees you've got because they know full well that it's not going to be used for personal. So, but, yeah, uh, so, look, there are a couple of other options that are around. There's not much in the free realm anymore. Google Hangouts or whatever the heck it is has gone away. Okay. and they've got their, Well, they've got their Google Meet. Actually, I don't know about the personal one. I know their business one's um, like five bucks a month or something. I don't know what they're. I haven't tried their new st- new one, actually we should try that one day, just for curiosity. Yeah. Um, I mean, because uh, H- Hangout, when it came out, at the time, was the best, they, you know, it was great. Uvu was amazing, but then Uvu died, some well, reason it disappeared, I don't know what that was about, but it was actually really good. Then Hangouts was actually really good, still, at the time you still had Skype and stuff, and it was a fast period of those. Then Zoom came out and did it right um but unfortunately they're getting in i think i think they're getting a bit greedy honestly i mean they, they've
0: got so much influx of money when covid hit yeah it's not like they need they're desperate for more to make the shareholders it's just greed.
1: no and they do so much more now than just like well, when the zoom started it was just zoom but now they've got full-on um like education and sectors and finance government. sectors and government sectors and healthcare sectors and like, they've got all these these platforms these separate platforms for all different things they've got okay so and ring you know the ring doorbell they've gone the complete opposite way they started off as just a doorbell now they've got a full communications platform as well where yeah. they do something similar to zoom and they've got all this sort of analytics and they've got all these different formats and rooms and and zoom's kind of gone the opposite way it started off as a communications platform and they now have the the same um monitoring and security platform as well that, that ring's got so they've kind of one's gone this way one's gone this way <laughs> I halfway in the middle. uh so yeah look don't get me wrong i love this i love the software it works i don't think we've ever had a problem as far as i can recall no. at least it was actually a zoom problem we've had um There's been some weird, stupid compatibility issues where one day Firefox won't work and then it does the next day and Chrome won't work one day and then Oprah won't work. Like, it just, there's been some weird, whether that's just been bug updates in the browsers or whatever. Um, but in terms of stability and quality issues, I, I really don't think we've ever had a problem with Zoom in that regard. Not that I can recall, anyway. At least nothing, nothing that we couldn't deal with. Um, but yeah, I think I think what was the yearly package? Two hundred and eighty bucks or something was the minimum two hundred
0: and nine dollars a year.
1: Yeah, two hundred and nine dollars a year. Well that's if you pay yearly. Yeah. Add twenty percent if you're paying it monthly, so that's another forty five bucks. So two hundred and fifty odd bucks a year. Um for a personal account, that's that's a bit rich. Um
0: what are you gonna do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Look, if they threw in a team viewer style um, remote control, yep. yeah, I could justify that. But I mean, having said that, yeah, exactly. You're either you're either going to buy it or you're not. Aren't you? I mean, if you want it, you <laughs> want it. You know? But I why think why is there I not
0: it, more choices? Why are not more people doing the Zoom thing?
1: Look, it is hard having a reliable codec that is lightweight enough to function across multiple platforms um, that the yeah. server also don't forget when you've got 100 people on a Zoom call, the server also has to encode and re-encode yeah. every single one of those calls to send it to everyone. everyone else. So you've got to have a very, very efficient codec mm. um, and a hell of a lot of internal bandwidth. You don't you don't necessarily, me and you don't need a lot of bandwidth, but their internal servers and their internal communication systems need a mass amount of bandwidth. Um, they wouldn't even need much in terms of fast. I mean, yeah, I know that, that you can do Zoom record and stuff like that, but at the end of the day, uh, I think uh, I remember a two-hour conversation recorded on Zoom was 145 meg or something like It's nothing. Like It's a really, really efficient codec, so it packs it in really well, but... They don't, it's not like a, a search engine where they're constantly just churning hundreds and hundreds of petabytes of data. Yeah. You know, they're, they're not really doing that. Most of their stuff is in and out of memory. So, they don't need super powerful, you know, super massive um, data storage centers. They don't need super powerful computers. They don't need a lot of memory bandwidth and a lot of data throughput. Yeah. Um, so, I'd imagine, okay, they do have a lot of scaling costs there, but... That's, I mean, that's a lot. You think how many users, how many millions of people are using Zoom on a daily basis. Yeah. You know, and then you got the corporates who are paying, uh, whatever it was, $700 a month for, I think it was 300 seats, and then it's X amount per, X amount of seats after that. Yeah. So you got a big corporation that's got, you know, you think of, Not even big corporation some some of the larger companies that have several hundred employees you know they've got to be funneling in thousands of dollars a month to to use it you know so yeah look i think i think that there might be a little greedy there but if it supports their infrastructure if they don't just do it zoom did and put uh, do what skype does throw it in the bank and then sell the company 12 months later and have not actually touched anything if they actually throw out an infrastructure and support and make the program better, then, yeah, okay, I'm not, not going to complain too much. I still think I'd like to see an hour on a free license. I think if it was an hour, I think that would be a really good middle ground for because most businesses still won't use it in an hour because it's still not long enough to have a staff meeting because your staff meeting usually goes for the best part of an hour and you've got to allow half an hour before the meeting for people to join. and so
0: More than two people as well.
1: Yeah, well that's the thing that's the kind of thing that annoys me that it's it that, that used to be free for two people yeah. and like now it's not you can have one host is free, oh no actually no it's changed you can't even do that <laughs> meeting. I'm just reading it now, free licenses on free paid accounts, meeting ends after 40 minutes active or, or at idle, so one host and no participants, it'll time out after 40 minutes so if you Like waiting in the waiting room or whatever, but you haven't brought anybody in, it'll time out. One host and one participant will time out, or zero hosts and one participant. So, if even if you're waiting for a call before the host gets there, it'll still time time out, (laughs) (laughs) which is a bit rude. So, but yeah, no, we'll see. We'll, I'll be curious because, um, That's relatively changed. It's only a month or so ago they did that. So, or not even three weeks ago they did that. So, be interesting to see um, in a couple months' time come back and check on that and see how it's affected their their ranking in terms of um, personal use. So, we'll see.
0: System seventy six quietly released their latest Pop OS Linux twenty two hundred four distribution based on Ubuntu twenty two hundred four LTS as a tech preview for Raspberry Pi 4 devices, and is now available for download for early adopters. PopOS Linux 2204 LTS was released in late April 22, shortly after the release of Ubuntu 2204 LTS, Jammy Jellyfish, mm. on which System 76's yummy. C- yummy. <laughs> in-house built new Linux distribution is based, but featuring a GNOME-based desktop environment called Cosmic. While it inherits the base packages of Ubuntu 22.04 LTS, PopOS Linux 22.04 LTS ships with Linux kernel 5.16 instead of the long-term supported 5.15 LTS kernel series used upstream as well as a new system 76 scheduler that optimizes the performance of the distribution by directing resources to the window in focus for a much smoother experience. Other new features in PopOS Linux 22.04 LTS include Pipewire, as a default audio processing system, support for scheduling automatic updates for Debian, Flatpak and Nix packages in the OS upgrade and recovery panel in the settings, an improved PopShop software manager, the ability to set dark mode and light mode backgrounds from the background panel in desktop settings, and a new support panel for quick access to various troubleshooting resources from System76. Until now, PopOS Linux 2204 LTS was available for download only for 64-bit AMD, Intel, or NVIDIA systems. But as of today, you can download the Ubuntu-based distribution for Raspberry Pi 4 boards from the official website. The Raspberry Pi flavor is called PopPi and is only supported on Raspberry Pi 4 SBCs with 2GB RAM or more, as well as on Raspberry Pi 400 computers. However, System76 said the Raspberry Pi version of Pop OS Linux 22.04 LTS doesn't come with the LTS, which means it's not supported for as long as the PC version. Still, you want to get a good uh, Linux Ubuntu running on your Raspberry Pi 4 or 400. Give it a go. Mm. Uh, and I was reading too; they're
1: looking at maybe being able to make it backwards to the three. Ah. They're just seeing if the process is going to handle it, but the, they can technically do it. The Everything's in the kernel to do it. It's a more of a, or not. Exactly. Um, if you wanted to use it as like a MAME emulator or something like that where you're not really using the GUI part of it much, yeah. uh, they reckon it would be fine, but it's going to be the GUI that's going to drag it down a bit. Yeah. Um, so on that note, obviously, Pop! OS, I love the bits. Um, as the start of the show, we... we they're not without their faults. We've we both had a couple of issues with it. Well, Very f-
0: back then, what we were talking about, was from Ubuntu, so it's not the... Yeah. Listen, so most, of the problem, had
1: had <laughs> most of the problems we've had with it aren't actually pop issues. The, the problems I've had with it are related to a known bug in my um, uh, power management um, hardware. And if you trigger a certain condition that the system That's it's the weirdest thing. If you trigger a certain condition, it basically locks the hard drive to read only. It won't write to the hard drive or to the memory. It'll only read from it. So you said it's
0: the same problem with Windows
1: too, right? Yeah, I had exactly the same problem with Windows until we until they figured out what the problem was. Um, it's just, and it's only if you're running a particular configuration of NVI. Well, M2 drives, um, not even SSDs. It has to be the the M2 style. Uh, it had you have to be running two of those. You have to be running. I think it's um, oh, I can't remember exactly what the conditions are, but there's like there's this list of conditions that only affects. And I just happen to have the exact <laughs> like when I I didn't know at the time, but the system I ordered is almost the exact list of conditions. Uh, um, it's so bizarre, but so. And obviously it's it's very good it's um, <clears throat> will suit everybody from a beginner right up to a fairly advanced user because it has it, most things just work and just about everything's accessible um, there is and a couple like, of it really does like I've got it my my son systems beside me and it's a uh, AMD FX 950 like it's the last of the the FX chips so it's got to be well, it's two computers. Prior, it's the computer it was my streaming rig. Two computers prior to this one, so it's at least six or seven years old. And except for a couple of games, that and they're really, really intense games like Wreckfest and and a couple of those, it plays almost everything. At, um, you know, at least thirty or forty frames, which is fine. You know, and it's amazing. It boots up so fast, but. Um, there are, you know, it's not like that's the only distro out there. There are a couple others. If you are a very new to Linux and, and want a very out-of-the-box, easy-to-use, um, high compatibility, high support, uh, Mint is still rated regularly as one of the most p- popular for new users. It's not as good once you get advanced because just the nature of the way the program is written... For super advanced users, it tends to be a little too simplistic, and you actually have trouble doing some things. Um, but for the average Joe who wants to give it a go, it's a very light, it's relatively lightweight distribution. Not quite as light as Pop, but fairly lightweight, um, relatively fast, nice and simple and easy to use. Um, or there is also a relatively new. It's not super new. It's been out. Well, I play. I played with it probably about when I started Pop. So at least Christmas. Maybe, maybe not quite that long, but at least six months. Anyway, um, it's called Nabara. Uh It's based on uh, Fedora, <coughs> so it's a slightly different. Um, uh, it's a slightly different uh, feel from the get-go because it's actually a a different distribution. I don't know how, quite how to explain it. It's the difference between using, like a say. Um, Windows and a Mac, like they—they they both ultimately do the same thing. They just have a different, a lot of different processes, different. Um, yeah, you know, one might one might use a single click to open something. One might use a double click, or you know, so and when you're installing files, one might use a different packaging program or, or things like that. So, but in terms of the way you throw the thumb drive in, you install it, it's it's going to work exactly the same. Yeah, no, there um, is
0: basically, uh, Red <clears> Hats. <throat> Red Hat
1: from back in the day, yeah. Uh, Nabora is rating some of the um, gaming channels I'm on. They're actually starting to rate it quite well with that. Um, <clears throat> I don't believe it has the split dependencies that of Intel and and um, AMD that Pop has, but it yeah. does work on both of them. It has it has them. It has um, the one thing Nabora does that most other operating systems don't. Is it includes a lot of dependency straight up? So things like uh, all your codec pa- pa- packages, like FMMPEG and a lot of your MP3 encoders, and a lot of your DivX, and a lot of your MP4 encoders and decoders, um, they're included. They're not. they they're open source software, so they're they kind of allowed to do it. But because they change revision so fast, most people won't include them, and you install them, or, or even. If you install OBS, it will generally install the package it needs as part of the install. But they include a lot of these packages as the base install. So, you don't you don't have to go, like if you install um, Audacity, for example, you don't have to go and chase down FMMPEG and, um, what's the other one? Llama, something or other, one of the encoders it uses. They're just going to be there waiting Lame for you. Lame, yeah. Lame coder, Yeah. Llama Llama Coda, I don't know, something. <laughs> it really whips the llamas to ash. <laughs> um, and yeah, so it's been it's been really really well reviewed as well. Um, what's funny actually I was reading the changelog just because it's been a while since I've well, not that long. I haven't looked at the latest version, but I looked at the ones prior to that. Um, and they actually started early on, well like July. Uh, they actually were using the Pop O S shell. Which, was, which I thought was interesting. Um, they're using genome. So at some point they switched <laughs> 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 they switched over, but um, they added Vulcan in July, so that probably helped a fair bit. Yep. Um, but yeah, so apparently it's been fairly well uh, fairly well received so th- there are other options and, and on in, in all honesty, it's almost hard to find a bad Linux issue, or at least in terms of the mainstream distributions, it's hard to find a bad distribution these days um, because it is now effectively a mature operating system. It does have enough traction in the general day-to-day public eye that developers are actually putting enough effort in to make it uh, a, a stable, usable platform now.
0: Especially thanks to Steam.
1: Well, yeah. Once Steam decided that they were going to open uh, play ball with Linux, it made a huge difference. Um, for many years,
0: that,
1: yeah, for many years that was the number one reason most people, myself included, would never use Linux because just the game support. Yeah, okay. There was Wine, and there was hacks, and there's like um, there's DOSBox, but I think they call it S DOS DOS Xbox or something like that is the equivalent so there were ways to do it but they were hacky and they were buggy and there was never just a smooth friendly experience but the last 12 or months um i think since steam you're right but i think even more so since steam the steam deck i think really was the, the driving factor behind that yeah. um people realised that Minimal hardware can actually be very productive on a lease system because your overheads are so much lower. Yeah. You know, so it's um it's pretty cool, but yeah, <laughs> I just thought that you might find that interesting. People want a bit more Linux content, so there's a couple options for you. But um, yeah. so yeah, if you want to want to try it, then they're all they can all be put onto a you can. All the websites have got installation because they're all slightly different, but they all have what they call their live distributions that goes into a thumb drive. You throw the thumb drive in, you reboot your computer, and it'll boot up off the thumb drive. You can get a feel for what the the software has to offer. If you do feel like you want to go further, you can do a non-destructive install, which will basically coexist with the operating system you've currently got. You can either put another hard drive in and install onto that separately, or you can just install on some of the free space you have available um then you can dual boot for a while to figure out which one you know you want to use and switch between them and yeah. things like that and once you finally feel comfortable you, you or you decide you don't like it you can either take it off or you can switch over to it and go full to it there is one thing i'll mention that i discovered that i was ripping my hair out for like two weeks and it's not mentioned anywhere there's no documentation on it it's not under any support documents under whether it's on Steam, whether it's on Pop, whether it's under Linux in general, nowhere does it mention this. If you are planning on playing games on not just Pop, but any of the platforms where you're using Steam, um, and you're running them like I have uh, just a two-terabyte spinning, good old-fashioned spinning disk hard drive that all my Steam games are on, just because they are so big and take out so much room, um, that... If you're going to do that in Steam under Linux and assign another hard drive that's not your primary drive, um, you need to make sure that drive is formatted to the same format that your primary drive is. Yeah. So you can't.
0: Linux EXT4 or BTRFS, but not. Yeah.
1: NTFS. You can't have the FAT32 or the um, NTFS because even though Linux doesn't have a problem with those, for some reason that's not explained in any of the documentation, at least nothing I could find, uh, they, they, it literally will not, it will install the game perfectly fine. It'll install it, it'll do whatever it needs to do. Uh, and it's actually not even Steam, it's, it's Proton. Because the Linux native games will run, and this is what was really messing with me and I could not figure it out. All the Linux native stuff would run, not a problem. Nothing that required Proton would run. So something in the Proton programming that won't work on an external drive or on another drive if it's not the correct format. Um, And after... (laughs) I want to say it was a month. It it felt like a month. It was a long time. Um, I was looking up something completely unrelated and stumbled across this random post i think it was reddit but it was a random no it was xda (laughs) this random post from 10 not 10 years ago probably two years three years ago whenever proton started to come out it was like one of the very first versions of proton they're talking about and they're like oh i noticed this weird thing that if you install it on a drive then it's not the same format it won't work and that was it. That was literally all it was. There was no yep. posts, yep. there was no follow-ups, there was no comments, there was no nothing. <laughs> and that's all this post said. And it was a post from, yeah, it must have been like three years ago back when back when it was version one or two of Proton. And apparently it's still exactly the same problem because as soon as I, okay, admittedly I had to format that drive and get rid of, you know, 50 gig of games or whatever it was <laughs> I'd put on there. But once I did that, formatted the drive to the Linux um Sp- uh, I can't remember which one I used. Probably ETH. No, I can't remember which one I used. Probably was, yeah. Um, Worked perfect. Reinstall the games. Not a problem. They've all been working perfectly since then. So that's it's just a random throwaway piece of information that you'll find really handy at some point. yeah.
0: <laughs> And so. thanks for listening to the Aussie Tech Heads show. We can be found at Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Email us, Wheeler Warlock at <clears throat> AussieTechHeads.com.au, and we'll see you next time.
1: Bye.